the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This podcast brought to you by the Weekly Standard Cruise. Cruising the Mediterranean October 9th through the 20th with all of your Weekly Standard favorites, including Stephen Hayes, Bill Crystal, and Fred Barnes. For more information, visit TWSCruise.com. That's the Weekly Standard, TWSCruise.com. Let's welcome Stephen Hayes. Steve Hayes on, uh, at the Capitol, keeping an eye on what's going on. I understand, Steve, there's some developments in the IRS investigation. Uh, hey, Michael, how are you? Um, yeah, there have been some very interesting developments at this hearing. I'm actually not at the Capitol. I'm just in the what we call the Davidsonville, Maryland Bureau, which is otherwise known as my house, um, watching <laughs> this on C-SPAN live. But it's very interesting. Uh, lots of new revelations from two IRS witnesses, one of them Carter Hall, who's a lawyer with the IRS, has been an IRS employee for 48 years, and the other Elizabeth Hoffaker, uh, who's the woman who said that uh, who basically was blamed as one of the two rogue agents in Cincinnati, uh, who was initially held responsible for all of this, but we now know that was uh, not true. So very interesting hearing over the first couple hours. Um, there were uh, reports banging around the Internet, Steve, that there was going to be a direct connection to the White House. Is this the direct connection? I don't know that I'd call it a direct connection, but there are some very interesting questions being raised about William, William Wilkins, who is the IRS chief counsel, one of two political appointees uh, that President Obama made at the IRS, uh, and his potential involvement. He was uh, mentioned as having been briefed on, on these developments as early as August 4th of 2011. Jay Carney was asked about this back in May and said he would look into it and find out uh, what exactly the story was, referred reporters to the Treasury Department. We haven't had any actual uh, explanation of his involvement or potential involvement in this, um, but I think we're uh, we're about to learn more. We certainly it certainly seems that he was involved. But these uh, witnesses today have testified that they were getting uh, that the uh, cases referred from him, sent up to him, up to his office. Um, so he seems to have been involved uh, certainly more than the White House and others initially claimed back when the story broke in May. Is Lois Lerner going to be back? Is she going to be forced to talk, or is she just going to uh, uh, plead the fifth all the way through, and that'll be that? Well, I think she needs to be to be called back. I know there's been some debate about whether she, she should be granted immunity. I guess with the idea that she should uh, that she would then be able to provide sort of a clear-eyed view of what was happening above her, and and that would be something that might um, reach into the White House, or or maybe she would be in a position to to share possible political motivations of her superiors, but I don't think she should she should get off the hook here. I mean, we had testimony today, um, I believe it was from uh, Elizabeth Hoffaker, who said that Lois Lerner had instructed other IRS officials when they were discussing these cases internally not to refer to them as Tea Party cases, despite the fact that that's in fact what they are, uh, but to call them advocacy groups, um, presumably because she didn't want people to understand just how precise the targeting was and that it was only focused on Tea Party groups and hadn't really been focused on broader advocacy. So in other words, she went out of her way to say, hey, whatever you say, don't say Tea Party. Yes, yes. That's certainly the testimony uh, as it was presented today in this in this hearing. Uh, the other issue that a lot of people are keeping an eye on in your neck of the woods, Steve, is the immigration uh, debate going forward. And I hear from Republicans all the time who are terrified that the House is going to cave. They see these efforts by um, 
the House Majority Leader um, Eric um, Cantor, yes, and you're know, working on kind of a let's go out and talk about the value of immigration, et cetera. And they say the fix is in. Is the fix in? Are the Republicans going to slip through something resembling the Senate bill at some point in 2013, and then hope that helps them in 2014? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think it's highly unlikely that we'll see any kind of comprehensive immigration reform along the lines that, that passed the Senate. Um, in fact, I expect that, uh, that it, the, the, the earliest we'd see that kind of uh, real comprehensive immigration reform would be in 2015 after it goes down in this Congress if President Obama wanted to resurrect it. Uh, you know, it's certainly the case that there are many Republicans, including some in leadership, who believe that President Obama himself doesn't want comprehensive immigration reform to pass, that he would prefer to have this as an issue going into the 2014 elections, and that if you look at the way the White House has handled this, the fact that the president steps forward publicly at times when there seems to be some kind of um, movement toward immigration reform, uh, the president who's, whose involvement isn't helpful, steps forward publicly at those times, leads at least some Republicans, including Republicans in leadership, to believe that he is he doesn't want to see it happen either. Do the is, is there anybody left in Congress, Democrat or Republican, who trusts the Obama White House? I don't mean in the sense of that thinks their crooks are going to lie to them, but simply trust them to follow up on what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like Obama says, I'll be with you on the beach, whether it's immigration or whether it's uh, global, you know, a, a climate change. He's giving a, a speech to Obamacare. Do the Democrats feel like he's going to be there providing them air cover when they need it? You know, I think this is one of the, the most interesting aspects of the Obama presidency over four and a half years, and one that doesn't probably get enough attention is how little support he has among fellow Democrats on Capitol Hill. Um, and it's not because they're not with him philosophically and ideologically. Right. I mean, we, we've seen, I mean, just recently there was this new Brookings Institution study showing how, you know, both parties in Congress have moved uh, respectively more to the sort of ideological outside, away from the center, including Democrats. So ideologically, Democrats in Congress are very much in tune with President Obama, but what he hasn't done is spent a lot of time cultivating them. And Washington is ultimately a town about relationships, uh, for better and often for worse. And the fact that President Obama doesn't have many of those kinds of relationships, he's not able to make a phone call down Pennsylvania Avenue and say, look, I need you to do this for me because I need you to do this for right. me. Um, he, he just isn't able to do that. And so you've got Democrats who don't trust that he's got their back. He hasn't done nearly as much as his predecessors have in terms of raising money for congressional campaigns, for instance. Uh, and Republicans who, you know, who, who were skeptical of the guy from, from the get-go and, and certainly, I think, have seen their skepticism worn out over four and a half years. <laughs> so I don't think he has many allies uh, on Capitol Hill in either party. But I don't know why, though. Obamacare is working so well, Steve. I mean, you just heard <laughs> uh, in New York City, health care is going to be free. In fact, they're going to throw in a free set of tires and a 20-ounce or smaller beverage of your choice in the Manhattan, thanks to Obamacare doing so well. <laughs> it's It's been interesting to watch the attention that that, that, that White House-pushed uh, PR offensive has gotten. I mean, it, it, you know... It, Lots of reporters who I think have grown tired of reporting about just how much of a disaster right. Obamacare is proving to be because uh, you know they don't like to, I think, validate the criticisms that many conservatives were making before the law passed, before the bill passed. 
um, were eager to jump on this New York story, even though uh, the truth is much more complicated, I think, than the White House spin would suggest. Well, one of the complications I understand is that it's only looked at individual purchases of health care, like if you're self-employed and you go out and you buy it for yourself. That's, that right? part, of, that's part of it. Um, the other the story yesterday, uh, I believe it was in the Washington Post, that talked about the uh, extent to which New Yorkers had already been covered. Um, so you weren't necessarily talking about new coverage um, in, in the way that this, this argument was being put right. forward. Um, so there were a lot of sort of asterisks around the argument that, that don't exist, say, in the discussions of um, premium hikes elsewhere, Ohio and, and in other states. Right. One last question for you, Stephen. I really appreciate your time. President Obama has disasters in foreign policy happening right in front of him. Obamacare is falling apart as he speaks. Uh, you know, uh, the economy continues to stumble along. Most people are unhappy with it. And yet Republicans don't seem to have made much progress, many inroads. Why do you think that is? Well, I think part of it is is that Republicans are, are have been in some sense trying to just stay out of the way. I mean, there's the old, I mean, there are a hundred of old adages about sure. Um, you know, not getting in the way of your opponent when he self-destructs. I think there's there's a certain extent to which Republicans have been doing that, particularly after I think some Republicans, not all, but some Republicans went too far in their discussions uh, or in their allegations about White House involvement in this IRS scandal. They they let their conclusions race ahead of the evidence. Right now, we may we may well find out that there was more White House involvement than we now know, but. Um, I think Republicans have sort of chosen to back off for the time being um, and let the, the facts sort of go where they go and uh, take up the argument when we have more facts. Steve Hayes, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast brought to you by the Weekly Standard Cruise. October 9th through 20th, cruise the Mediterranean with your Weekly Standard favorites. For all the details, visit TWSCruise.com. That's TWSCruise.com.